Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. One, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hey, Reggie, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to hear all things about you within the music industry and what you've been up to with your professional endeavors. Hey, Forbes, happy to be here. So to get started, I know you mentioned in your bio that uh, you're a writer, you work in the music industry, you own Toby Season Creative Services, but tell us how you got there. I know you mentioned you were a writer since you were in kindergarten, right? Yes, uh, that's a fun story I like to tell. Basically, I wrote a poem in uh, kindergarten um, that I guess people were really surprised that a kindergartner wrote, and it uh, got published in the school newsletter. So I like to liken my uh, creative journey from that moment forward. Mm. And you started making music. You're a singer-songwriter, right? Do you have like a specific genre you lean towards? Any inspiration from artists, too? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter and uh, record producer as well. Uh, I play a couple of different instruments, drums, piano, guitar. Um, I started at 17 years old. A lot of it is self-taught. Um, I primarily make alternative hip-hop, and I fuse it with uh, indie rock as well. A lot of my inspiration uh, comes from artists like Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, mm. uh, Def, and uh, bands like The Killers. Nice. So uh, a lot more. Um, it's kind of a fusion, I would say. You have like the um, rock, you have the indie a little bit, and you kind of have the hip hop as well. And you're a hip hop musician and performer, too. So, yeah, that that's pretty, pretty nail on the head. And tell us what have been some of the major highlights. I know you've been featured in many magazines, including Cliche Magazine, Once a Watch, Slug Magazine, uh, Diamond, um, Sheesh Media. Um, what have been some of these accolades and or any rememberable experiences that you have? Sure. I mean, uh, the ones that come to mind primarily, I'm, I'm a performer first and foremost, so I love being on stage. Um, I would say uh, the shows I got to play outside of uh, L.A. and in L.A. as well. Anytime I get to play a show, it's a pretty high peak for me because mm -hmm. I thrive off of that kind of energy. And what have been some of the biggest hits, singles, EPs, albums, et cetera, that you've released? Well, I'm super proud of my most recent release, Gloria. Uh, that came out a, on Valentine's Day of this year. Mm. Um, I'm, I just love the track. I think it's really, really fun and, and you know, kind of like not old school, but definitely indie alternative rock at its fullest. And, uh, you know, it's one of those bigger tracks that um, is near and dear to my heart. And tell us about your singing and songwriting process. Like what made you uh, decide to basically release on Valentine's Day? We can probably guess that's Valentine's Day themed, but any kind of process that you have, like w with creating a song or developing it? 
That's a really good question. I uh, tend to trust the natural flow and order of things. Like when things line up, great. And if they don't, even better, because I get to plan around them. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the scheduling for the song, I had obviously written it um, long, long before, but uh, the subject matter and the content of the track is as if whoever's listening to it, if they end up checking it out, um, it's kind of like an anti-love ballad. So I, I thought it'd be funny to juxtapose that with the Valentine's Day release. Um, I did this whole like heartbreak campaign theme around it. I changed my whole look. There was a major rebrand. I, I tend to think take things pretty far creatively. I don't know. <laughs> I know you interviewed Seth before, but he'll tell mm -hmm. you we had um, this like dog themed music video that we took super, super far. So mm. wow. stuff like that, super fun to me. <laughs> And so you've also, I'm assuming, uh, just from your insight, you've done music videos too. Any b memorable experiences around those? Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking about the the whole dog era, many <laughs> many of my followers um, who know me and know my work uh, know that this era of my music lives in infamy. But um, mm. the 101 Dalmatians music video, we shot that over two days very very low budget but like we had a really dedicated uh crew of people just pitching in to help out um we managed to get somewhere between like seven or eight dogs to to show up to lake hollywood park uh for the day and and just shoot and, and mess around and the video came out really really great it's super funny and and super like you know outside of the box thinking so Wow, yeah, that is really creative. And to get all those people on the bandwagon, I'm sure is a tough challenge, but it also is very rewarding when it's executed. And then you see the number of uh, listeners grow on the DSPs and on YouTube if it's a video, right? Yes, that's correct. It is a video. And yeah, I mean, obviously, all of that's super exciting. I love um, seeing like, you know, positive reception to anything I'm making. But I have to kind of like remind myself that we're not doing it for that. We're doing it for... Uh, the love of creativity and, and you know, mm -hmm. making art for art's sake. And I want to touch upon some of the big features that you've had in these publications uh, from American Songwriter to All Access Music, Sheesh Media. Um, what was it like to be featured in these? Uh, do you have any rememberable experiences, any interviews uh, that really resonated with you? Yeah, I mean, that era was was really, really cool. I have to give all of my shout outs and all of my um you know credit to my publicist at the time james um he was working over at ray b pr uh who worked like night and day basically to 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 mm. line up all of these opportunities and get my music out to to uh these publications that ended up really um you know enjoying it and and mm -hmm. having such nice things to say um i'll say a memorable interview i did would have to be with uh, Dylan Green, who who goes by Cinemasai. He has this excellent podcast um, where he basically like brings someone on, and it's not even really music focused, but we just talk about like the movies and TV shows that have impacted us. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, growing sure. up, um, that was a really good one, and also the Cabbages podcast. Uh, hosted mm -hmm. by Gary Suarez, uh, where it's a similar format. I love interviews where I don't have to like, you know talk about like the music and what it's like being an artist because I feel like <laughs> get those questions all the time anytime we get to talk about like what what like we love to do or love to to do like outside of music it's it's a great time okay 
So what do you like to do outside of music? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Um, I have like a bunch of weird hobbies. I collect uh, manga and like comics and stuff. Like I'm a huge okay. So that's that's something I've always been. Um, and it kind of shows up in my music as well. Mm. I have a couple references here and there. And I'm really into yo-yoing. Yo-yoing. Yeah, like, I have, I've had this yo-yo uh, fix ever since I was in like middle school. So I forgot what those big yo-yos were called. We used to play them all the time in middle school and high school. But it's like you need two hands. It's not like the one hand yo-yo that you can get at the dollar store. You know what I'm talking about? The, it sounds familiar. Um, I'm blanking on the name myself, but I know I know what you're talking about. It, it's not the one with the two sticks, right? It is the one with the two sticks. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we used to play with those all the time. Are you good at those? Those I actually never picked up, but I feel like the skills are transferable. Yeah, I'm sure that's pretty impressive. That's a good like uh, you can do like a gig at like a big venue in LA and then after like show some yo-yo tricks to keep the audience's attention <laughs> and like to kind of get them roped in. I'll see no if pun I intended. add that to my next show. We'll see if it ends up getting included. And so any upcoming goals that you have for yourself? I know I want to also tap in later on into your business, but any goals surrounding your music in these upcoming stages? Right now, I'm back in the lab. I'm writing and recording. Um, I'm okay. put together a sizable compilation of music. No album plans, no like major releases, but I am going to be dropping um, a couple of songs before the year is over, which I'm super excited about. There's also an EP that's getting mixed down that I'm really excited to to put out into the world. The goal is always to tour. I'm trying to get on a tour at some point, but you know those things take time, so I'm Sure. Just being patient. And with your business, what made you decide to create a business? Because a lot of artists don't have that business acumen. They might hire um, like an agent, a uh, manager, a publicist, um, some sort of rep to get the loops down, maybe even an accountant. Um, but you own your own creative services. So tell us a little bit what made you decide to form your own LLC. Well, I mean, it's something that um, you're absolutely right. A lot of artists don't really take into account or take seriously, um, mostly because it's a, a bit confusing and heady up front. But I've never been a stranger to like uh, business language or like litigious language. I kind of like absorb it really well. So mm -hmm. when I did my research and when I like honestly like asked people um, what it was like running owning their own businesses and, and how I could get into the process of owning my own. Um, it just made sense. It, it, it made sense for invoicing. It made sense for taxes. It made sense to um, legitimize myself and, and represent myself to the best of my ability. Um, I had, I used to have a representation that uh, no longer represents me. So once that was like kind of done and over with, I realized, okay, well, if there's no, no more structure that I was kind of like, waiting to hand out opportunities let me create those opportunities for myself and the best way to do that is to have mm -hmm. a corporation or a company um that mm -hmm. further sets me apart and makes me um you know appear as legitimate as i know i am sure yeah and you've established that r really well by um 
like knowing the background of business and then also like being able to be an artist and a performer at the same time. Like a lot of people, like you said, don't have that skill set and need to know like when they're being gypped off or whether they're um, getting um, a certain tour routed. Um, so having that skill set in hand is really great and glad that you're able to own your own brand and own the rights because a lot of people, they might hire also a lawyer too. And uh, that uh, usually comes into play. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, I was blessed with a lot of good advice from um, business-minded people. I think yeah. uh, if you're in the arts, um, don't hang out with just artists, <laughs> diversify your friend group and expand yeah. and talk to people uh, with knowledge in many different fields. I agree. That's really important. And do you have any tips or tricks that you would share in terms of not only the business side, but the artist side, um, any personal tricks that you learn in order to, for basically like someone to be like yourself, be in their, sh be in your shoes? Um, In terms of <laughs> like wanting to be an artist, I guess, and um, wanting to own their own business too in the music industry and uh, being a creative entrepreneur. Of course. Um, okay. So I'll give two pieces. I'll, how, how, how about that? Sure. Get it for one deal. Um, so practical advice, um, have a steady and reliable, consistent source of income getting mm -hmm. into this. Um, I know a lot of people don't like to hear that because, um, artistry is often associated with, uh, dreaming and, and the dream and not having to work a traditional nine to five or whatever. But the reality of the situation is this is 2023. Um, we just underwent like a major, major shift and what it means to be an employee or or work working for some sort of structure a lot you can find a great you know consistent means of working that doesn't even require you to leave your house and if you record from home you're next to your equipment and what you do on company time unless there's a camera i'm not i'm not this, this is not me telling you to uh be nefarious but you can work <laughs> from home next to your recording equipment wink wink and yeah i mean that 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 is super important because you're going to end up paying a lot regardless of what anyone says um until anyone is handing you a deal or you know buying your music or buying your art you are going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of both uh investment capital you're putting in those those initial dollars and mm -hmm. also just maintenance you know there you're going to need to buy subscriptions to things you're going to need to pay people for mixes you're going to need to pay people for production sometimes like these things add up so make sure you have consistent income don't rely on your passion to feed you in the in the um you know right out the gate just uh play the long game um i definitely believe in uh the war of attrition it's not the ones who um start it's the ones who keep going you know it, it, this yeah. isn't to mm -hmm. anybody so make sure you set yourself up for success by preparing for a long long road um and then on top of that uh you know credit is not the worst thing in the world don't be afraid of credit uh it can if you can see something working out for yourself and you do your research and you do your due diligence and you see an opportunity that's worth it maybe it's a trip or maybe it's a conference or maybe it's something that you need to do to get to the next step 
or rung on your ladder. Obviously, be very aware of scams, but um, hmm. don't miss out on something because you're you're letting a monetary or or, or finances um deter you from taking that leap. Like, if you work hard and you have that consistent income, things will work themselves out. You'll be surprised. Yeah, sometimes timing, patience, and um, when you least expect it, things happen. And you also have to put in the effort too. Absolutely. The effort is everything. Yeah. As they say, A for effort. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Any other uh, parting words or exciting announcements regarding your projects or personal endeavors? Anything else? Um, At the moment, I mean, we're currently in a writer's strike, so nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing shaking on that side. But um, yeah, I mean, go listen to the, the songs. Gloria is out. 101 Dalmatians, the music video directed by the incredible Seth Woodhouse is also out. You can see that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. and uh, You can follow me at ITS Toby Season. It's Toby Season on literally every platform. And this was a pleasure, Forbes. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks, Reggie, for being on the podcast and wishing you great success for your upcoming endeavors within the music industry and looking forward to seeing you um, headline any favorite venues in LA uh, that you hope to perform at. Ooh, I am dying to play um the Terragram Ballroom, which is okay. just nuts. I my my buddy Carter just played it and he had he looked insane on stage. I definitely want to um do that one. Uh the Echo is also a really good Echo. venue that I'm, you know, trying to hit up. Um, but I'll most likely be at the Moroccan Lounge at some point in the future. Nice. Looking forward to seeing you at those venues and then maybe you could teach uh me some more yo-yo tricks. <laughs> I got you. No worries. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will hear. Email at Media Industry Guru Podcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this. I'm invested in this. And tune in weekly 6pm Pacific, 9pm Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker and many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll.